Hello everyone, this is PNP's Tracking News. This is Series 3, my name's Nick. And this is a bit of a wrap-up from the Lake Old Cup Carnival, which was presented by our awesome sponsor Flashclad, and took place last Sunday, 4th of February, 2024. It was postponed from December, but we had absolutely fantastic weather on Sundays. Lovely day, huge turnout, people uh, wandering past, spectating as well, and um, pretty much an awesome vibe all, all around. It was a great day. First off, yeah, a huge thanks to all the volunteers who make these events happen. The organizing committee do all the stuff in advance and the on-the-day helpers in the track center and uh, handing out prize money and doing the registration and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, big ups to them for being uh, fantastic helpers and, and making these things happen. And props to our photographer friends who come along take fantastic photos, let us put them out there on Facebook and Instagram for no charge. Really great to have these images after the event. The Lake World Cup Carnival itself takes place over a whole morning. There's a whole heap of supporting races. And in the middle of all that, there's four major um, cup events, I guess you'd call them. The three lap junior wheel race, the uh, women's paniki plate, that's a 20 lap scratch. The eight kilometer stayers cup for masters, also a scratch race and the Open Elite Lake Old Cup itself, which is uh, 10 kilometers and 30 laps. But before we get into the race reviews, just a little bit of history. The Lake Old Cup race itself is the longest running track cycling race in New Zealand. It was first awarded in 1928 to a chap called F. Groves. And it was run as a five mile handicapped event on a banked bitumen velodrome in Petoni. I think it's somewhere near the Hut Wreck or in the Hut Wreck area. Uh, the track was surfaced by the New Zealand Lake Old Company who donated the trophy to the PMP club. And the Lake Old name actually exists as a manufacturer of tennis court surfaces. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same company or not, but the US Open Courts used the Lake Old surface. The event itself eventually moved to the hard track uh, in Hatai once that was built in 1968. But um, somewhat mysteriously, the after the 1973 race, which was won by uh, Mr. R.C. Davis, the trophy was considered lost. Um, whether that was Mr. Davis himself who had him shared and forgot to give it back, no one's really sure. Um, but the PMP club still ran a major carnival with uh, a long scratch race as its kind of blue ribbon event. It wasn't called the Lake Old Cup though. So the winners during those years are not included on our honours list, unfortunately. The trophy did re-emerge in 1987 the Lake Old Cup Carnival um, took place again and the trophy was awarded to the winner of the, the scratch race. However, the velodrome in Hatai by this time is in a bit of a state and unrideable. So again, the racing moved back to a grass track in the Hut Wreck. Huge names won it though during this period. This is uh, people with the likes of Graham Miller, uh, Chris Jenner, Gary Anderson, you should probably look these guys up, I'm not sure they are, but um, probably some big names in New Zealand cycling uh, from that era. Sadly, track racing in Wellington dropped off altogether in 1994. The track wasn't usable still, um, and there just wasn't much of a scene there. You do hear stories of guys kind of going and training and trying to dodge the big holes, things like that. But yeah, not, no racing to speak of. In 2004, the track was made rideable again by the council. There was a committee organising things and the scene revived. Um, and it was at this point that the women's paniki plate was added to the carnival and then a year later, the Stayers Cup. 
Uh, there's a link to all the previous winners in the show notes if you want to go and check that out. There's a little brief history there as well. So back to Sunday's racing. I'm just going to go through the main races of the day and the order that they were running. I won't cover the supporting events. So first was the junior wheel race. This was run over three laps with under 13s, under 15 and 17 riders all in the mix. Uh, Gary Gibson set the handicaps. Always a good handicapper is Gary. Uh, front marker was Axel Crump on 170 meters. Um, eventual winner Gus Warren was on 70 meters. Um, and I think it was Tim Cuthbert back on the scratch uh, after his excellent performance in the snowball race earlier in the day. Uh, Gus took off. Pretty quickly, I think he caught um, the front markers on the final lap. Um, yeah, the other scratch riders behind were working pretty well together, but he did hold on for the win. Christian Foucault was second and Tim Cuthbert third with Oscar Stoltz in fourth. And big shout out to all the other kids racing. So good to see Axel, Amelia, Eva, Austin out there giving it uh, great beans. So yeah, well done. Here is a quick chat with Gus. Gus Warren, you won the junior handicap today at the Lake Hole Cup Carnival for under 13s, under 15s, and under 17s. How, how are you feeling? Pretty good. Well, talk, talk, <laughs> talk me through the race. What happened? I don't know. Just went. I'm, well, it was how, a handicap, so there wasn't really a bunch, so I just went for it from the start. What yeah. was your. Where were you? Uh, what um, was your handicap? 70 meters. And then, who was behind? I think Oscar, it was, I think it was Oscar, then Christian, then Tim, behind yep. me. And three laps, right? Yep. So, no tactics whatsoever, you just smoked it from the gun Pretty to try much. to stay away. Pretty much. Um, and were you starting to tire a bit? Did you think you were going to get it, or, or what? Uh, I wasn't really looking back. I was like, from the half lap to go, the wind was just like in my face on that side. So, um, yeah, I wasn't really sure who, where people were, and I started slowing down. Um, yeah. And you, you had a few riders to overtake to begin with. Yep. Um, but then, at what point were you in the lead? Do you remember? I think it was the start of lap three. Okay. Um. Were you looking behind at all or just like head down, just going for it? I think I looked behind once, maybe twice, the whole, yeah. So pretty good win, pretty happy with that? Yup. Next up we had the Paniki Plate. This were, had a pretty small field, about six riders I think. That doesn't necessarily make it an easy race. Uh, there's nowhere to hide, you're pretty exposed, it's easier to kind of make sure you're in the right position that kind of thing uh judy chang ellie peckle michaela perry and Millie collins from levin i think were probably the the main agitators of the event cancelled each other pretty well up until the closing stages judy was certainly launching a lot of attacks but just not being able to get clear and um probably sort of feeling the inevitable uh, sprint that was going to come from ellie ellie did choose the right moment to go right on the last lap and there was a moment's hesitation from the others, which was probably enough to guarantee her the win. So Judy was second in that and Michaela third. Ellie Pepperell, winner of the Paniki Plate. How are you feeling? Um, I'm pretty happy. 
yeah, really unexpected result. Um, I've never really been an endurance rider, but I tried my best and uh, I think I, I rode a smart race and it all just happened to be in my favour. Yeah, you've been trying this one for quite a few years. Did you did you kind of think it was always out of reach or something? Yeah, I just, I've never, yeah, not really my type of race. I tend to be a bit more shorter, sprintier, generally speaking. Um, but I do quite enjoy a scratch race. Yeah. But then last year you were super close, right? That was last year there was about half a wheel in it between you and Judy, wasn't there? So you oh, must maybe. know that you, you've got it in you. Well, you obviously take yeah. it this year, but you know. <laughs> So um, anyway, tell, tell us what, what happened in the last, like, what, how did it all play out for you? Um, so I was really just trying to make Judy do all the work and not make a big sprint because I knew as soon as Judy decided that she was going to go, if she went early, that would be the end of me um, because Judy is a lot more endurancey than I am. Um, so I was just trying to hold her up and stop her from making attacks and sort of just sit in behind her as much as I could while still kind of being in control. And she just kind of let me do it. Did you feel um, stretched at any point? Were you kind of like on the limit? I definitely did a big sprint at the end. Yeah. I say. But well, I think what happened at the end was that I was sort of lower on the track and in the front. And then Mickey and Judy were, um, Mickey was trying to hold Judy up and try and stop her from making the big final sprint. Um, and I kind of saw that there was a couple of bike lengths gap between us. And I guess it, that was my, my cue to go. Um, I think Mickey looked at Judy and was like, Judy, you make the sprint. And Judy was like, you make the sprint. Um, yeah. And they just left it a little long, I think. Yeah. You spend half a second deciding amongst yourselves and that equates to like 10 meters or something. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, done. which was enough. Yeah. 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 It looked so it looked like a really good powerful finish at the end there. There's no no question that you were gonna get it. So yeah, so how how's it feeling with the plate in your house and the, your name on the prestigious winners list finally? It's pretty cool. Like I'm pretty I'm pretty chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I thought I would ever add to my collection of names. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah, look, so, yeah, look, well done. Um, back next year to have another go, I imagine. Oh, yeah. I don't think Judy's going to let me do that again. <laughs> uh, in the Stayers Cup, that's 24 laps, 8 kilometres, Mark Coburn took a second successive win with a really strong sprint on the last lap, uh, holding off Aaron Anderson in second. Tom Collier was third. Um, yeah, I think Mark put himself right in the best position and uh, just blasted his sprint as soon as he felt Aaron Anderson coming up beside him he let rip and given how much uh, sprint training Mark's been doing I think uh, it would have been a tough ask for, for anyone to come around him and yeah big shout out to Chris Stark great to see an early breakaway Chris uh, nipped off right on the, the starter's gun spent I don't know best part of 14 laps out front Swung up a few times, probably wondering if this was a good idea. But yeah, plenty of people telling him to just get on with it. So yeah, he did He did have a good break off the front. Um, so yeah, well done for uh, making it a good race. Good effort, Chris.
Mark Coburn, uh, you are now a triple winner of the Stayers Cup. I think uh, you're the only person who's won it three times, am I right? Uh, yes, I think that is correct. Yeah. Very nice to defend the title from last year and last, I think it was 2008, back in the day. Yeah. When guys like um, John O'Lennon and all that were around, um, Alex LaPlanche, I think he was the big one to beat. So, yeah, it's good. So you're pretty much a sprinty focused kind of rider at the moment, but um, you've obviously still got the endurance still? Uh, it, was a, it wasn't a fast race. Um, I'm not interested in doing the lake hold. It's too, too fast and too long. So. I'll concentrate on the sprint and just tick that one off and then it's up to the other masters to decide what race they want to do. I can't control who's in there or not. It's always interesting, you don't know, you know, guys like um, Grant and I thought, I actually thought Aaron and Tom were the ones to watch because yeah. Tom could have gone and I knew Aaron would be strong so I didn't want to have to go around either of them at the end. So get, so on, get on the front and stay there for a lap to go. Yeah, you obviously had a lone breakaway for two-thirds of the race I think yeah um, but you were you worried at any point or no, we're, we're still pretty close and he yeah. every now and again but he, thanks to him he made the race a bit more interesting but uh, I was watching him and every now and again he would flick up the bank so he obviously wasn't committed to it he should have kept going or well he, I was certainly yelling keep going Chris go 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 yeah. what are you doing <laughs> or he should wait for halfway and go because yeah. going at the beginning it's, it's it's a long way to go yeah I still had um, I reckon I could have caught up to them on my own but it's nice to have the bunch to help yeah. you do it so and then the last lap just uh got on the front didn't you get on the front stay there it's it. up to everyone else and i knew aaron was there so i just getting ready to yeah boost at any point that he does anything he did look like he was about to have a nudge but then you obviously just uh, you yeah. had the strength still yeah i've got an extra gear over him at the moment but, you know, back in the days, he's, he's all class. He's one of the yeah. best riders around. Yeah, you never super, want to underestimate him, do you? Yeah, super smooth. Yeah, yeah you don't know who's... Uh, yeah, and Peter's not here this weekend. That was that was probably the dark horse, I think. He's away. Peter... Ramage. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's away. So that was probably... It was probably between me and him yeah. if he was here. But, you know, like, the, right. you know, like with any race, hey, it's who's on the start line. Yeah. Like nationals in in Bacago in a few weeks, it's who's there, it's yeah. not who's not there. Bring it on! Yeah, happy days. Well done, yeah. Mark. Okay, check you soon. So finally, the Lake Cup itself. This is over ten kilometers, thirty laps. This was one that I was in, um, and it often ends up being a cagey affair. Like lots of riders unwilling to risk burning too many chips. Um, people riding conservatively, uh, conservatively watching others. And I think you can almost say sometimes the race is lost as much as it's won. Um, that's not to take anything away from the winner, Pat Crow Rishworth. He had the strength and he chose the right moment to go and outfoxed us all. The first half was really jumpy. There was lots of riders having a go and then people covering moves. Nothing really stuck, but it certainly felt pretty quick. Uh, the pace was just up and down. He had to be really on the ball not to let uh, gaps go. But sometime around sort of halfway east off, I think uh, someone came to the front and deliberately closed it down or slowed things down, sorry. Um, that might have even been Pat. Um, there was a few more attacks, but then they would get chased and um, the pace was slowed down again. And then with about seven laps to go, Pat just kind of snuck away along the bottom, uh, seated. He sort of rolled through as someone swung up. Uh, most others riders were up the top somewhere and I think Pat just kind of did a bit of a sneaky seated acceleration and, and 
extended his gap uh, over the next few laps and just made it too hard to catch. I think interestingly, talking to Grant Perry afterwards, he was super happy with the pace during the first half, whereas I know Pat wasn't enjoying the the constant accelerations. Um, it's possibly due to got giant gear he was pushing at 58.14. Um, so he was pretty happy once he got away and was just able to grind away in this huge gear on his own. So it's the second win for Pat in that race. So his first was back in 2019. Uh, similar sort of move I think he had back then, but I think possibly with another rider for company. Callum Kennedy was second uh, and Simon Barron third. Patrick Crow-Richworth, your second Lake Old Cup win. How are you feeling right now? Oh, pretty stoked with that. Um, definitely was feeling pretty nervous before the race, so pretty happy to come away with a, a great result. Yeah. Why were chuffed. you nervous? Why? Oh, it's been a wee while since I've been on the track and um, and a, a couple of weeks even since I've been on my track bike, so just coming back to it cold on cold sort of felt a bit, a bit scary, but yeah, straight back in, settled in. But then you have been training, what, how many hours a week? Yeah, I've been, been training pretty hard. I've been putting some time in on the erg, so definitely feels like the haze in the barn. It's nice yeah. to see it kind of come together. And then what happened in the race then? Did you, um, like, where, where how, how do you feel it went for you? Did it go to plan or? Oh, I, just... I didn't really have a plan. I jokingly said that um, I'd try and slip away sort of at about 10 laps to go to Mac before the race, and I was just going to surf wheels till then. Uh, was feeling pretty cocked at about the halfway point, so buttoned off and, and started seeking some shelter. And then, you know, just unfolded, and at seven to go, I think it was, it uh -huh. kind of opened up and I slipped away. The Jamie Hodgkinson special had some good yeah. sensations and just started yeah. creeping. I think I had about 15 metres for a lap. Yeah, you were dangling for a bit, and then we were mucking around, I think. Did you, at what point did you think this is actually safe? Oh, this is in the bag. When no one. When no one moved at five laps, yeah, I was looking back going, well, maybe people are feeling pretty tired. And then someone did go at maybe three or four, but they didn't make much ground. And I thought, oh, if no one's chasing them, then, then we're looking good. And I think yeah. once they stopped getting any closer, I was you know, two laps to go or something, I was pretty happy. I was yeah. Feeling pretty good from there, yeah. So second win of this, um, pretty similar to the last one. Well, yeah, just about, just about the same. I had Louis for company last time, which made a big difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I bridged to Louis about nine laps to go last last time I won. Um, yeah, maybe we should get him back. Yeah. <laughs> get him back for next time. Well, you say next time. So you're based in Egypt. Yeah, living in what, Egypt. Um, what's your plan for next year then? Are you going to be here or not? Oh, I'd love to be back for it. You've got to turn up and try and defend it, I think. Yeah. Um, shout out Ant Nalda for coming down today. Yeah. Defending champ. Um, but absolutely no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure what, what the schedule's going to look like next summer. So, All right, and what's we'll the plan for the rest of this summer then? Oh, I should probably say I'm going to have a crack at that individual pursuit record. That's, oh. that's on the agenda. Yeah, yeah I'll let, so. that, let that out in public. If, the, if it comes together and I can get everything sorted for a comfy position and a good day, I'll have a go at that. Um, but otherwise, just enjoy the sun, ride my bike, live the dream. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Pat. Well Thanks, done. Sir. So yeah, that was the Lake Hall Cup Carnival, Wellington Track's biggest event of the season. It was another great day. Um, so yeah, thanks again to everyone who made it happen. Um, I suppose from a personal side, my reflections are that aside from Pat, a few of us will 
probably well i know that we had had a few regrets i suppose um i think in the closing stages there was probably at least half a dozen riders who could have won that race and are probably ruining the tactics and choices that they made and i'm including myself amongst one of those um and it does take a few days to get over you i know it's just a regional event we're all amateurs with day jobs but you know you want to win these things you put a lot into it and when it doesn't go the way that you want yeah you have a slight feeling of regret and wondering about what could have happened so congratulations to pat uh, it was a great race a good win but also a shout out to everyone who's experiencing those feelings hope to see you all back next year for another shot